Welcome to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure series dedicated to taking you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Missoula, Montana is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of outdoor adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can read more about the show online at trailestravel.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon Whitewater Guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. The Clark Fork is a river in the U.S. states of Montana and Idaho, approximately 310 miles long, the largest river by volume in Montana. It drains an extensive region of the Rocky Mountains in western Montana and northern Idaho in the watershed of the Columbia River. The Clark Fork River flows northwest through a long valley at the base of the Cabinet Mountains and empties into Lake Ponderay in the Idaho Panhandle. The Ponderay River in Idaho, Washington, and British Columbia, which drains the lake to the Columbia in Washington, is sometimes included as part of the Clark Fork, giving it a total length of 479 miles, with a drainage area of 25,820 square miles. In its upper 20 miles in Montana near Butte, it is known as Silver Bow Creek. Interstate 90 follows much of the upper course of the river from Butte to northwest of Missoula. In 2009, the Missoulian came out with a timeline of the Clark Fork River pollution and cleanup. 1864, gold, silver, and copper are discovered in Butte, Montana. Between 1876 and 1896, at least 10 silver and copper operations are active in Butte and Anaconda. Butte's population reaches 22,000. The War of the Copper Kings. Between 1900 and 1905, Anaconda Company acquires most Butte copper mines and constructs Anaconda smelting facilities. Butte's population reaches 100,000. In 1908, the largest flood on record in the Clark Fork River drainage flushes millions of tons of mine and smelter tailings into the watershed. The Milltown Dam above Missoula is nearly destroyed. Between 1911 and 1916, the first two sediment ponds were built to capture mine wastes at Warm Springs. In 1959, the third Warm Springs sediment pond is constructed, and fish slowly begin to return to the upper Clark Fork River. In 1977, the Atlantic Richfield Company merges with the Anaconda Company. Three years later, in 1980, ARCO announces closure of the Washu smelter in Anaconda. 1982, three sites are added to Superfund National Priority List. Silver Bow Creek in the Butte area, Anaconda smelter site, and the Milltown Reservoir site. One year later, in 1983, ARCO suspends mining in Butte, Montana, and the state of Montana sues ARCO for injuries to natural resources in the Upper Clark Fork River Basin. In 1989, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency sues ARCO to establish liability for cleaning up the basin. Ten years later, 1999, ARCO settles first phase of its lawsuit with Montana, the EPA, and 
the Confederated Salish and Kootenai tribes, paying $230 million. In 2005, ARCO settles Milltown Dam Consent Decree, paying Montana $13 million for natural resource damage claims. It also undertakes removal of Milltown Dam and its reservoir sediments, eventually spending about $120 million. In 2008, ARCO, Montana, and the Environmental Protection Agency reach final settlement for remediation and restoration of Upper Clark Fork River Basin, worth $169 million. Milltown Dam is removed from confluence of Clark Fork and Blackfoot Rivers. One year later, in 2009, intensive research begins on Clark Fork River Valley ecological condition. Land owners and state land managers begin planning how to clean the river, restore its wildlife habitat, and clean up human health hazards. In 2014, the Clark Fork Coalition hosts the 11th annual Clark Fork River Cleanup, and the trail less traveled takes you there on location to talk to members of the Clark Fork Coalition, the mayor of Missoula, John Ingen, various river lovers, volunteers, and children about how the Clark Fork River was a part of their childhood, what garbage they picked up for the 11th annual Clark Fork River cleanup, what they love about the Clark Fork River, and why it's important to remember that every day is really Clark Fork Cleanup Day. We're here on location at Karis Park in Missoula, Montana, and I'm speaking with Mayor Ingen, John Ingen, the mayor of Missoula, Montana. And we're doing the Clark Fork River Cleanup. This is the 11th annual Clark Fork River Cleanup. This is the signature event for the Clark Fork Coalition, and the Clark Fork Coalition is actually one of the sponsors of the trail less traveled. Maringen, thank you very much for coming today and for letting me interview you. It's my pleasure, Mandela. Thank you for having me. My first question for you, Mayor Ingen, is where did you grow up and how was the Clark Fork River a part of your childhood? You know, I was born in Missoula, Montana in 1964, and the river that runs through Missoula today was running through it at that time as well, but it was a much different river. We didn't think about the river the way we think about the river today, and a whole bunch of visionary people started to recognize that this was a fantastic community asset rather than a community dumping ground. So over the course of my childhood, and certainly now into my adulthood, the river is a much different place. It's a place that we venerate, it's a place where we make investment, and it's a place where a community comes together to clean up on a beautiful Saturday morning in April. Awesome. Tell me a little bit more about the Clark Fork River in your childhood. Compare and contrast it to the river today. So, cars in the river, junk in the river, very little recreation happening in the river or around the river. We used to push snow into the river rather than store it in places that were much more appropriate. Some of my elders, folks with whom I served on the city council, will tell you that it was a place where we disposed medical waste, we disposed anything that came out of the back of rendering plants, and where we disposed raw sewage. A much different place today. The riverfront trails didn't exist when I was a kid. They were makeshift at best if they existed. Railroad tracks ran along the riverfront. Lumber mills operated along the riverfront. A much, much different place. And what do you do as the mayor of Missoula to help take care of the river today? You know, we do a wide variety of things. I will be the first to confess that the city of Missoula is a big polluter. So we operate an enormous wastewater treatment plant, and we do our best to ensure that what we all produce as a community in terms of wastewater is as clean
clean as it can possibly be when it's discharged back in the river. We also engage in these efforts every year. We offer as much assistance as we can. We build riverfront trails. We enforce riparian regulations. We engage in zoning activities that ensure that the river remains a river rather than a place for inappropriate development. And then the list kind of goes on and on. What are some of the just the simple everyday things that you like to do for the river? Or not just today, because today is the Clark Fork River cleanup, but it doesn't just mean that we only clean it up today. We keep taking care of it, and there's things that we can do almost every day to take care of it and to continue to take care of it. So what are some of the simple things that you think you could do and maybe some other people could do? Sure. So as corny as it sounds, litter is a big deal, and people still do it, and I don't get it, but they do it. So if you see a piece of trash floating around, grab it. If you happen to see something happening in the river that you think is maybe not so great, don't hesitate to call the mayor's office and we'll have a look. Continue to advocate for all the good things that are happening around the river. Participate in activities that support riverfront cleanup. Certainly support the Clark Fork Coalition. These folks have been at the table for years and years and this river wouldn't be in the condition it's in but for them and a whole lot of other people who are committed. Every day we make small choices about how we engage in our community and folks can do that around the river all day long. For someone listening in other places of the United States and maybe their river isn't getting as taken care of as ours is in Missoula, what can they do Who can they write to? What can they start doing to start changing that, make small changes so that one day the river can be on the way to being a clean river? Some of this is about grassroots. Some of it is about community values. Start looking for like-minded people with energy, folks who are willing to commit and pay attention to the work that needs to be done. I mean, again, this river was largely ignored or abused for a long period of time until folks started recognizing that it was an asset in all the best sense of the word. And if you're interested in building a community and you're a river city, there is no better way to do that than acknowledge the value of the river and start building your cool place around it rather than turning your back to it. John, what is your favorite thing to do on the Clark Fork River? You know, my favorite thing to do is take a nice walk with a dog along the riverfront trail. Awesome. I'd like to end this program with you, Mayor Ingen, with three outdoor adventure tips. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask for outdoor adventure tips. If I'm going outdoors and adventuring, I'm going to go with someone who knows what the hell they're doing, because I clearly do not. I am going to limit my exposure by making sure that my outdoor adventure ends in a hotel room, and I am going to make sure that I have some beast of burden that can provide me with enough food to get through the day. TJ Higuera. What did you do today? I cleaned up the Clark Forked River. What did you find? I found some pretty nasty stuff. We found some shoes, a hangout where people have just been drinking a lot of beer, and some really nasty stuff. A pole in the ground and some stuff in the river. Why do you think it's so important to clean up the river and keep it clean? Because if we don't, it's going to go out into the ocean and the river, and it's going to kill all the animals. We're here on location in Karis Park, and it is a sunny day in Missoula, and we're here talking with Karen Knudsen. And she works for the Clark Fork Coalition. And what is it that you do exactly for the Clark Fork Coalition, Karen? I'm the executive director of the Clark Fork Coalition. So I just keep this team focused and driving forward and let them do all their good stuff. 
just recently all the volunteers scattered and they've been bused to different parts of the Clark Fork River to clean up and then later on we're going to meet back here and do a barbecue but I'd like to talk a little bit more about you and where you grew up and how outdoor adventure was a part of your childhood. I grew up in Boulder, Colorado so I'm definitely a westerner and in Boulder my first experience with the out of doors and romping around in nature really was in the mountains. We did a lot of backpacking growing up and I was a skier. So for me, my whole affiliation and affinity to rivers started with the snow. Snow in the high country and just enjoying that dance with gravity that that skiing is all about. And then backpacking, of course. It seems like the best trails always always travel along a river and you're heading up to some wilderness lake. So as far as my first relationship or first encounter with rivers, it was just those, those those smaller intimate moments with snow and creeks. So I was then thrilled to move to Missoula, Montana back in the early 1990s and see this magical force of nature flowing through town. We're so lucky in Missoula to have the Clark Fork River here. It defines our town and it gives us so much from swimming to boating to fishing and birding, strolling along its banks. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to have. And the flip side of that, of course, when you've got something as accessible as a river going through your town, is it's also vulnerable. I mean, it's vulnerable to pollution and to misuse. So that's why I'm so happy to be working at the Clark Fork Coalition to really help focus the community's attentions to our role in helping keep it clean and healthy. Awesome. And not only do we have the Clark Fork, we've also got the Blackfoot coming into the Clark Fork right outside of town. And then we've got the Bitterroot coming in here. So we've got a place where a lot of rivers are joining up and a lot of tributaries are running into these rivers. So there's a lot to the Clark Fork. Karen, you said you came to Missoula in the early 1990s. Take us back. Close your eyes. Tell us about that first time that you saw the Clark Fork River. The first time I saw the Clark Fork River back in the 1990s, it was June, and it was a spectacular day. And even though we didn't have Brennan's Wave, and even though we didn't have the Karis Park infrastructure, you could tell people were just drawn to the riverbanks. I think it had been a long winter, a cold winter, a rough spring, and I splashed down on June 2nd of 1992, and it's a beautiful day. And people are just going to the banks, just watching the river, throwing stones into the river, strolling, having picnics. So immediately I just had the sense of, wow, this is a river town. The Clark Fork defines Missoula. I'm so happy to be here. So Karen, what are some of the small things that you do every day for the Clark Fork? The small things that I do every day for the Clark Fork starts with a little bit of gratitude. I'll go to Rattlesnake Creek because I live up the Rattlesnake Valley, and I'll just go see how the creek is rolling and, you know, just appreciate it and greet its good tidings. Rattlesnake Creek is an important tributary of the Clark Fork. It's critical habitat for bull trout, and it's just a wonderful asset to have in our community. So my day starts with thanks and gratitude. Small things that the community of Missoula can do for the Clark Fork River, because today is the 11th annual Clark Fork River cleanup, but that doesn't mean that it stops today. We need to keep taking care of the river every day. So today and every day afterwards, what are some small things that the community of Missoula can continue to do for the Clark Fork and its tributaries? There are lots of small things that really add up and can make a huge difference overall. Some of the small things really focus on keeping those waters clean. And we know that a lot of storm drains go straight to the river. So for anybody washing cars or keeping driveways clean, I mean, just be aware of where the storm water runs. 
And there's lots of pathways for chemicals and pollution to get into the river. So just awareness of your own personal behaviors at home. Then there's also just water conservation. You know, maybe going lightly on the watering in the summertime that can get so dry. And we've seen our creeks and tributaries get so low. Maybe we don't need super lush lawns. And so I think paying attention to ways to cut back on water. We're lucky we have an amazing aquifer. That's just an incredible blessing for our community. But nonetheless, aquifer is vulnerable too. So just being mindful of pollution, the types of detergents you use, the types of watering, fertilizers, chemicals that you use. I mean, just be mindful, be aware. So it turns out river keeping is like housekeeping. It is something that you don't just do once and you're done. You know, it's an everyday activity. Awesome. Karen, what is your favorite thing to do on the Clark Fork River? My favorite thing to do on the Clark Fork River is to grab my family, jump in a raft, and just float. And we have really enjoyed floating through that now free-flowing confluence of the Clark Fork and Blackfoot Rivers. The Clark Fork Coalition worked for decades on that particular issue, working to help the community spearhead a request to get that dam out of the river and get that confluence restored. So I love to float through that confluence. It's magical, spectacular. Awesome. Let's end this show with three outdoor adventure tips. Outdoor adventure tips, pretty simple. Water, bring it. If you're on the river, personal flotation device, wear it. Extra layer, you never know when the weather might change. So, yeah, water, flotation, and uh, layers. Awesome. Thank you so much for helping to put together this event and for sponsoring the Trail Less Traveled. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Eric Armstrong. What did you do today, Eric? I cleaned up the Clark Fork River. And what did you find? I found bags and cans. And why is it so important that we clean the river and take care of it? It is important because if we don't clean it up, it's going to get dirty. No one will want to get close to it, and it can kill all the wildlife in it. If you throw something in the river here, where might it end up? Ocean, lakes, rivers, a lot of things. What's your favorite thing to do on the river? I like to play in it, and I've gone rafting on a river once, and I think it's fun. We're here on location in Karis Park doing the Clark Fork River cleanup with the Clark Fork Coalition. And this is the 11th annual Clark Fork River cleanup. Beautiful sunny day. I've heard that on other Clark Fork River cleanups it's a little bit rainy, but still we have lots of volunteers that show up and there was a lot that showed up today. And here I am speaking with Jed Whiteley. And Jed is the project manager for the Blackfoot, Bitterroot, and Nine Mile. And you also work with Water Rights. Thank you so much for letting me interview you for the Trail Less Traveled and coming out here today. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Tell me a little bit more about where you grew up and how outdoor adventure and rivers were part of your childhood. I grew up in uh, Northern California outside of San Francisco and earliest memories are canoeing the Russian River and spending lots of time doing marine biology work in the Farallon Islands. Even as early as eight years old I would be going to camps and working out in the Farallons and then every summer I spent a month in Maine way up on the Canadian border so I think water is in my blood. It's well known for its great white sharks among other things. They come in and breed in what's called the Red Triangle there that runs up the northern coast of California and out to the Fairlands. So they are definitely an impressive animal. 
from earliest memories, he was, you know, floating in the lineup there off of Stinson Beach and cutting school and going surfing. Really never feared it and I've never seen an incident. I think it's what they say, it's more likely you'll be killed in a plane crash than eaten by a shark. You know, you can't let that fear keep you out of the water. And also that is the same for the rivers. And we're here today doing the Clark Fork River cleanup. And volunteers have spread to different sections of the river to start doing the cleanup. But I'd like to talk to you, Jed, about what you do for the Clark Fork specifically. As you mentioned, I'm a project manager. What that means, I spend about 80% of my time leasing or purchasing water rights to return them in-stream to help with the in-stream flow for trout and other aquatic organisms. And then I also work in habitat restoration, building large woody debris jams, decommissioning roads, removing bad culverts. So really looking at kind of a holistic approach to the watershed. Could you explain a little bit more in detail about what that means and why it is important for the river? Well, here in western Montana, especially with the effects of climate change, we're really seeing a severe dewatering problems in a lot of the tributaries of the Clark Fork. So the ability to get more water, especially at crucial times uh, late in the summer, can make a big impact. It can keep streams from disconnecting. It can help with trout numbers, microorganisms. And so the flow work we do is really integral, I think, to the health of these rivers. Awesome. And so that's what you do for the Clark Fork. But let's talk about what people are doing right now as we record this interview for the Clark Fork. Well, right now we're having uh, this fabulous cleanup event. And we always stage it in April before runoff so that we can actually get all that debris off the banks before it washes down the river. I think Missoula is a river town and it's great. Moving here from California, I never saw this level of activism for the rivers that I see in Missoula. And so I think that people here love the rivers and are happy to come out and are really happy to have the Clark Fork Coalition kind of help them be a vehicle to get involved. So today is the Clark Fork River cleanup, but that doesn't mean that it's just today. It's really every day you can do something for the Clark Fork to take care of it. Tell us a little bit more about what people can do, not just today, but tomorrow and every day after that for the Clark Fork River. Stay involved. Keep up on the issues. Go to our website. We're constantly posting what's going on. All sorts of issues that keep coming up. There's exempt wells. There's water quality issues. Just staying engaged and letting people that have the power to make the decisions know that you're engaged and concerned it goes a long way. And Montana's the kind of state where we have a small enough population that every person actually can make an impact. I really like that about this place. What about for someone listening in another state or maybe another country whose river is dirty and there's no one doing anything about it? And, you know, the Clark Fork River wasn't always clean and it's still on the way to getting cleaned up. But there's other rivers out there that need help. What can people do to start that movement to start cleaning up their river? Well, I think the Clark Fork Coalition is a perfect example of how a small grassroots organization that started 28 years ago can have a big impact. I think that you need to get together and get some concerned citizens and also, you know, get some science behind you. Get to understand the issues, meet with the people that are actually doing the studies. If there's not studies getting done, put some pressure on to get them done. Just get out there and spread the word. I mean, be vocal. Little things that someone might be able to do for the river every day. Number one is uh, don't throw your trash in the river because that's what we're having to clean up today. We remove an amazing amount of trash every year, and we do this every year, and yet it's there again the next year, which means that it's still happening. Be a good steward. Follow the angling laws. 
things like during low flow, maybe lay off the fish a little bit. You know, we all love the river. I moved here because I love to fish. But maybe, you know, like last summer, like when there's a river closure, honor it because those fish need a break also. Beautiful. I'm speaking with Jed Whiteley, who works for the Clark Fork Coalition. And Jed, I'd like to end this interview with you with three outdoor adventure tips. I would say always keep your mind open to a new type of adventure. Since I moved here, I've picked up all sorts of things that I've never done before. I think seek out groups that go out and go with them, whether it's rock climbing or hiking or kayaking or something you've never done before. Go out and do it. I would say always carry a first aid kit wherever you go. I never leave home without one. And I think the third one is make outdoor adventure, I don't know, for me it's your, your spiritual recharge. Jed, what's your favorite thing to do on the Clark Fork River? I would have to say it's fish. I am a fishing fanatic, but I think any day I'm floating the river is a good one. Awesome. What's your favorite thing about the Clark Fork? I think the story of hope. I think it's absolutely amazing. I've lived here eight years, and even in that eight years, we've seen the dam come out. I mean, we've seen fish numbers are getting better. The upper Clark Fork is now starting to be cleaned up. To me, it's just an amazing story. It's the largest Superfund site in the world, and it is getting cleaned up. The Trail Less Traveled podcast and international outreach programs are made possible by the support from listeners such as yourself. For the cost of a cup of coffee once a month, you can support the show on Patreon. Patreon can offer you a subscription-style payment method in the amount of your choice in exchange for priority access to the Trail Less Traveled visual series, exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and ad-free podcasting. Please consider helping keep my fiscal raft afloat by visiting patreon.com slash traillesstraveled. My name's Elaine Higuera. And what did you do today? We took our Cub Scouts cleaning up the Clark Fork River. Yeah, I'm a den leader for Pac 4912. And these were our scouts that came out today. What is it that they're learning as far as getting out here and picking up garbage? They're learning to give back to their community, and they're learning about service and putting uh, the environment before themselves. And what did you guys find today? We found a lot of trash. We found three bags full, plastic and paper, and a lot of bags, and whole champagne bottles, and beer bottles, and beer cans, and lots of things that people carelessly left. What's your favorite thing to do on the river? We like to float in tubes on the river. That's our favorite thing. We also fish. Missoula is a great place. Awesome. Thank you. What's your name? My name is Grandma Carol. Awesome, Grandma Carol. What did you do today? I cleaned up the river with my daughter and my grandson. Found a lot of junk. And where did you grow up? I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. Is there a river there? Yeah, the Savannah River. Tell me about the Savannah River. Is it clean? It's red with Georgia clay, but this river is crystal clear. Thank you so much. What's your favorite thing to do on this river? I like to go intertubing with my family and also take their yellow lab down to fetch sticks in the river. Awesome. Thank you. What's your name? Daniel. And what did you do today, Daniel? I picked up trash on the Clark Fork River. Well, where did you go and what did you find? We went across the trail by Orange, I think, and we found cardboard, broken bottles, and beer caps. Why do you think it's important to take care of the river? Not just today, but every day. 
so we have more nutrients in the ground and so the plants can grow around it and so we could experience the way of the river, the way the river works. We're here at Karis Park, and I'm speaking with Claudia Brown, and right now she's got a black garbage bag, and she's sorting out some of the garbage that she picked up, because today is Clark Fork, a river cleanup day. And that doesn't mean that it's just today. Every day we should take care of the river. But Claudia, I'd love to talk to you about where you grew up and how the Clark Fork River was a part of your childhood. I'm from Butte, and so Butte is where the Clark Fork River starts, at Silver Bow Creek and Bow Creek. And when I was a little girl, we could do anything we wanted. There was no supervision. So we would go down to the Silver Bow Creek, and it ran copper, copper colored. And we played in the Silver Bow Creek, and I'm still here. (laughs) Rivers and water are sacred. They're so important, and we have to save them because they are at risk. So taking care of the Clark Fork here, it's an act of worship. So you're talking about Silver Bowl Creek and playing around there when you were a kid. And tell us a little bit more about what it was like then versus what it's like now after people have started to realize that this is a very important piece of Missoula and Montana and there are people downstream. So what we do here is affecting people downstream. So how has the river changed throughout the years? Well, back then, that was in the 40s and 50s. The creek ran copper-colored. It, it was actually orange. And now, I haven't looked at the Silver Bow Creek for a while, but I understand that it's running clear now. What an achievement. Tell me about what you did today for the Clark Fork River and what you found. I walked along the river bank to the Kim Williams Trail, and I found a really good bad garbage site and picked up a whole lot of stuff. I ended up coming back because there was so much cardboard that I picked up. But I did find a dime. (laughs) And I found a really nice wool glove, which I wanted to bring back here. But the city truck came along, and this was all kind of unwieldy and heavy, so I gave it to the city. Tell me about what you're doing right now. I'm speaking to you. You've got a plastic bottle in your hand. You've got green gloves on. We're standing next to three bins marked plastic, aluminum cans, and plastic. There's a whole bunch of recycling and sorting out going on right now. So tell me about what you're doing right now. As people bring in their plastic bags of garbage, we go through them, and aluminum cans, beer cans, we put here. And let's see, this one is plastic bottles. Well, this is the same thing, other plastic bottles, but other plastics too. And there's a place over here for big plastic sacks. Oh, and there's a place for newspaper and other paper magazines. And I found some magazines Well, actually, they were in one of the bags that people brought in. They were, like, almost new. Yeah. A lot of the stuff is dirty, but Martin Norenner of IE Recycling says that as long as it's dry, he can take it. And today is 11th Annual Clark Fork River Cleanup. The Clark Fork Coalition puts this together. We've got a lot of other people here, too. But I'd like to highlight the fact that it's not just today that we take care of the river. It's every day. And would you agree with me? Oh, absolutely. And this is the second time I've done this. And after I do it, then I'm so conscious of garbage that I, well, I do even when I'm on a hike, I pick up garbage. But also, I'm a member of Transition Missoula. 
So developing community and resilience and taking care of our local wonderful city is part of what Transition Missoula is all about. Claudia, what's your favorite thing about the Clark Fork River? Floating, yes. I have mom and pop kayak, and oh, it's so fun to be out there in the river. Yeah, and a hot day waiting. Or going to the Rattlesnake Creek with a folding chair and a book and sitting down by the river with your feet in it and reading. It's wonderful. What's one thing that everybody can do for the Clark Fork once a day or once a week? Well, the first thing is to appreciate it and be grateful for it and notice what's on it. I think being aware of what's happening with the river, whether it's an eagle that's swooping down that you see from the bridge or a crane that's in the water or garbage or something that, you know, needs to come out, just noticing every day. Could you enlighten us with three outdoor adventure tips? Always bring water. Now I'm going to say bring a plastic bag for garbage. (laughs) Take photographs and share them. Claudia, what's a song that reminds you of the Clark Fork River? Somebody loves me like a river. Somebody like a flowing stream. Somebody loves me like a river. Somebody and it ain't a dream. We're standing here on location in Karis Park, Missoula, Montana, on the day of the Clark Fork River cleanup. And I'm speaking with Andy Fisher. He grew up here in Missoula, and he works for the Clark Fork Coalition. Andy, what do you do for the Clark Fork Coalition? I work to restore some of our local rivers and streams here and try and find ways that we can work with some of the users along the river, agricultural users, to find win-wins for both the ag and the river. Where did you grow up, Andy, and how was the Clark Fork River a part of your childhood? I grew up in Missoula, and the Clark Fork was a part of my childhood since I was a week old. I floated the Clark Fork since I was a baby, and I've done it ever since. I'm an avid fisherman. I love fishing around here, and Clark Fork's an amazing thing to have in your backyard. When I was a week old, my parents are crazy canoers, and they love to get out on the river, and they didn't let having a baby stop them from getting out on the river, and so, you know, I've been going out ever since and it's definitely a part of this community and a really important part of Missoula and it provides great outdoor opportunities for fishing and there's a lot of secret spots out there a ton to explore so I encourage everyone to get out there and appreciate the resource that's there. Andy could you tell us a little bit more about your parents? It sounds like they are river enthusiasts as well and they bestowed some of that onto you. Yeah they sure are. They're authors of Paddling Montana, which is a guidebook for all the rivers and streams in western Montana and which ones to check out and where to put in and take out. And so they're super avid river people and were great mentors and teaching me some of the spots that we have around here. My brother's actually rewriting Paddling Montana right now, adding in new spots, new put-ins, and trying to get more people excited about getting out on the river. And always logistically difficult sometimes to figure out you know, where you put into a spot, what you're going to see on different river sections. And so, you know, everyone has their secret spot and we don't want to, don't want to give those away, but at least getting some basic information out there is always helpful. Awesome. Andy, tell us in a little bit more detail what you do for the Clark Fork River through the Clark Fork Coalition. For the Clark Fork Coalition specifically, I'm involved in trying to figure out creative ways that we can improve the health of the river by adding more flow to certain creeks that might go dry in the summertime through 
water conservation measures, trying to find places where there might be barriers for fish movement in certain creeks and trying to eliminate those, finding places where we can put screens on irrigation diversions and bank reconstruction of the river. And so we try and find the places that we're going to have the biggest impact to the river by working with the right people and providing the right incentives for them to do it because not everyone can always do the right thing without the right incentives. So we go out and help find grants for people so that they can be better stewards of the river. Awesome. Tell us about some of what you do on a personal level for the Clark Fork River and its tributaries. On a personal level, I'm always sampling what's in the river, so I love to see what's in there. But in terms of actually helping out the river on a personal level, I mean, I think we all have a responsibility to keep an eye on the river, to pick up some trash if you're floating down, think about your own water use sometimes, and be responsible of the way that you recreate on the river, as well as give back to it, whether that's through volunteering at events we have, educating other people about the importance of the river, or taking someone new who's never been out on the river before to experience it. Awesome. And today is the Clark Fork River cleanup. We're standing here in Karis Park. I'm looking right now at volunteers carrying garbage. One, two, three, four plastic bags full of garbage. A couple of bits of rusted metal have already been taken out of the river, and they're going to a spot in the corner where I think that they're dumping it out, and some stuff's going to be recycled, and we're counting items that are going to be up on the board to let people know what's come out of the river today. But it's not just today. The Clark Fork River needs your help every day. So what can the community do Andy for the Clark Fork River today and every day after this. Yeah, it's a good point because the Clark Fork River, we're constantly seeing trash on the river and it's not just one day that's important to be out here. People can continue to be good stewards of the river when they're out floating and having a good time. I mean, it's, it's important to have a good time on the river and continue to pick up trash, continue to come out to events that we have to support the river and uh, enjoy it. We all love to enjoy it in the summertime, whether it's getting out fishing, floating, tubing, things like that. It's, it's a great place to be. Andy, what's your favorite thing to do on the Clark Fork River? My favorite thing to do is to get out early and find a good spot to float and get on the right hatch and catch a few fish. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today here and helping with, to organize the Clark Fork River cleanup and for sponsoring the Trail Has Traveled. Thank you. Hope people get excited about the cleanup, and thanks again for coming out and uh, supporting the cleanup effort today. Beautiful. Let's end this interview with three outdoor adventure tips. Well, a river bag's a good thing to start with so you don't make a big mess of the river. A good inner tube without too many holes in it is uh, another key element to uh, every garage. Invest in a fly rod. Give it a try. You know, you need the right tools for the job to find the fish there and talk to your local shops and get some tips on what's out there. You've been listening to The Trail Less Traveled, Missoula's source for outdoor information and inspiration. I want to thank my guests for this week, the Clark Fork Coalition and all the members of the Missoula community who care for the Clark Fork River and who pick up the trash they see on the river. It only takes a second to go out of your way and properly dispose of your trash, recycling, or any pollution. Please do your part for this life force which flows through Missoula, the mighty Clark Fork River. We love and respect you. Since 1985, the Clark Fork Coalition has worked to restore and protect the Clark Fork River Basin. 
a 22,000 square mile area draining western Montana and northern Idaho. The coalition's work is science-based and results-oriented, and the organization strives to connect communities to the recovery of the Clark Fork River and its tributaries. Get involved as a volunteer with the coalition at clarkfork.org. For the 11th annual Clark Fork River Cleanup, nearly 900 volunteers removed over five tons of trash and nearly another ton of recycling from 15 miles of river in and around Missoula. Find us on Facebook and take a look at trail1033.com to view pictures, read biographies, podcast previous shows, and discover suggested links from all of the guests featured on the Trail Less Traveled. My name is Mandela, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, the Trail 1033's locally harvested outdoor adventure series, which aims to take its listener back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. If you know someone with good adventure stories, please contact me. For every week, I will be interviewing an adventurer about what they do, how they do it, and how the community can start adventuring in the same fashion. My adventure tip this week is to dispose of your garbage and recycling properly. And if you see any pollution in or around the Clark Fork River or its tributaries, take the time and initiative to clean it up. That's it for this week, Missoula. But until next week, get out there and shred the gnar. Because you know the thing about the gnar is, it doesn't shred itself. In closing, Missoula, I just wanted to let you know that the 2021 Clark Fork River cleanup is on. They had to cancel last year because of COVID, but the Clark Fork Coalition has devised a new format with online signups and multiple drop-offs. And they'll be running the Clark Fork River cleanup April 17th through Earth Day, April 22nd. For more information, you can visit clarkfork.org. And remember, every day is Clark Fork River Cleanup Day. Sailing up my dirty stream Still I love it And I'll keep the dream That someday Though maybe not this year My Hudson River Will once again run clear Sheets are tied in the mountains of the north Crystal clear and icy trickles forth